My name is uh, Dale Clay, and I'm in the process of seeking recovery from several hidden issues that have blocked me from being the person that I believe that God wants me to be. I believe that I do have a spiritual calling on my life, and that is to build up others and to ask the important questions that people need to hear. So I, I would say kind of like a Barnabas mantle. Some of those hidden issues that, that stop me, and they stop me often, are having a judgment stick that is not of the Lord's, but it is a judgment stick that I have made up. It is based on my expectations. It is based on um, my own experience, but it's not necessarily based on the word of God. And that has not served me well. In fact, it has helped me either to block me or for me to blow up or me to sabotage myself. I have been attracted to pornography uh, uh, since my wife and me, she had a head injury and she could no longer have sexual relations. From that point on, I have been hooked on pornography. At this moment, I'm free of it, but I did it because it was my solution to deal with my pain, to deal with the loss of intimacy that, that all of us are looking for. I, um, I know that um, I also have this tendency sometimes to compare myself to others. So when I'm doing well, when I am doing well based on my own expectations, I sometimes look down on people and saying, well, they're behind me in the game. And when I am, when I am not doing well, when I feel like I have failed, that I have not met my expectations, then I see myself as no better than dirt sometime. And I always see that everyone else seems to be better than me. So my goal is to be able to have a different mindset on life and to understand that my identity is not based on who I am, what I do, whether I'm successful, whether I fail. It doesn't matter if, if people approve of me or people don't approve of me or I have a well-paying job or uh, I'm, I'm on welfare. It should not matter because my identity is in Christ. When I started Life Lab, and that was last fall, one of the great things that, that, that came out of that, out of that was the need for us, the need for me to have a daily spiritual practice. If you have your Life Lab workbook in front of you, you'll find it on, um, I believe it's number four. Uh, like Roman number four, I believe it is. And it's to just, yeah, oh, sorry. It, it's actually five, six, seven, eight. Sorry about that. 
So here, here it goes. It talks about reading a psalm every day. Secondly, reading a proverb every day. And then picking up some other scriptures from some other place. For myself, I usually, I have another uh, person that I, I read his devotion. So whatever that scripture he's used for the day, I use that. Then uh, it, it is a time to actually sit back and try to let that word, whatever I heard, meditate, kind of just soak into me. Because I'm saying, Lord, can you show me a couple of things that I need to know for today? Being still is not easy for me because I'm a hyper guy. And uh, if there was a way to get into trouble in, this, in, in the classroom as a kid, I found it. I was hyper and I'm still a little bit hyper. So slowing down and letting things soak into me is not really my nature. But I'm learning to do that. But what has really, really helped me is about the listening prayers. And what they are is where you, where you ask a question. For example, I could say, one of them was, what are you trying to say to me right now, Lord? What, Heavenly Father, what are you trying to say to me right now? And I found that it, 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 those, those listening prayers have been a way to direct my thinking to the areas where I need to go in my life, those areas in my life where there is where there is conflict between who I am on the outside and who I am in the inside. Um, as you know, with 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 Life Lab, we we meet once a week, either over Zoom or we you know we're meeting together now, like some of the guys on uh, noon on Monday. I find what a need I have to be in community. I don't know about you, but I, I find sometimes I feel like I'm isolated. People are working, I'm retired. I like to be active, very physically active. Many people my age aren't into that. So I often find where I am isolated, like yesterday when on a beautiful bike ride, but I did it on my own. So isolation is something that, isolation is something that, that I deal with. Loneliness is something that I deal with. So being able to come into a community like on Mondays is exactly what the doctor ordered because we get together, we're building up trust among ourselves, and we can actually talk about our issues. I guess I was raised in a home where you really didn't talk about your issues, because if you talked about your issues, well, then you were weak, or you didn't, ha you didn't have your, 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 your act together. So this is kind of a new experience. Because I have had problems with my anger, problems with, with, with dealing with pornography. I have often been very good at not opening myself up to others. So I try, I put a lot of effort into projecting a certain kind of image that really isn't me. That kind of image that I believe that the world wants me 
to have, which says basically, you know, I'm successful. I'm successful in every part of my life. You know, uh, when I had my wife, I was a good husband. I'm, I'm a, a good father to Amanda. I'm a good friend to Don, and I could go on and on with all my different friends. I've been a good friend. Sounds okay so far, doesn't it? But, but, what I was doing, if I can meet all those kind of things that I set for myself, then I saw myself as successful. But occasionally then things would come out. Like as a kid, I, I had a little stammer and I had a problem with pronunciation. Even today, in situations where I get nervous, that comes up. When that comes up, I go back to that time in, in grade five when I was in front of that class and trying to recite a poem and I couldn't do it. I, I was getting all the words twisted and I couldn't get the words out and people were laughing. Uh, not really, I don't think really laughing at me because it was just funny. And I laughed on the outside, but inside I was crushed because inside I was saying, uh, I'm broken. I'm broken and I'm not as good as the other kids in this. So still happening. Uh, we go to a golf tournament with some of the guys from, from here, John and three other guys or two other guys and me, Josh, I have a terrible day. And oh boy, that, that, that negative, that negative voice that says, you know what, you can't golf, blah, 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 blah. So I find out later, well, I got a problem with my back and with my neck and that's what's causing the problem more than anything else. But am I able, am I able to just say, geez, Dale, you're just not having a very good day, but you're out with, with, with good people that you like. It's a nice course. Uh, we're gonna have a nice meal afterwards. No, couldn't, couldn't go there, couldn't go there. I am um, talking about who do you lean on? Who do we lean on? Do we lean on what it says that we learn either in the Bible or in the good book or in our, in our work shop, uh, workbook here? Or are we working on some other kind of hidden agenda? to help us go from where we find ourselves to where we want to go. I have come to realize that there's only one way to do that. And it's not by having pride. It is by humbling myself and saying, Lord, Heavenly Father, I need you. I don't know what to do, I don't know when to do it, and I don't know who to talk to about something. But when, when I do that, and it's very much an intentional thing, and sometimes I feel like different inside when I do it, and sometimes I don't. But I, I do it anyway because in faith, I say it's happening. Even though I can't feel it, it's happening. 
Um, I'm a little further ahead than some of you as far as age goes. And when you get to my age, when you're in your late 60s, there are, you start to have new life questions that can be very frightening. I'm gonna just talk about two that I deal with. I have a brother, his name is Larry, he lives in Regina. And at age 58, he started early onset dementia. And since that point, he has been in long-term care where he, where he gets the support that he needs. This frightens the heck out of me because I think, am I going to, am I going to acquire this disease like my brother? So I have two options. My natural hidden tendency would be, well, if I worry about it, then I can control it. Foolishness. But that's what I do. I, I, I equate the worry. If I worry, then I can control what's going to happen. Silly. Or I can trust. I can trust that the Lord, whatever happens, will be there with me. And he will help me to be the best person I can be wherever I find myself in my life. And that gives me peace when I'm able to take that option. That helps me. The other issue I, I deal with is, will I, will I be on my own for the rest of my life? That's the normal question that a lot of people who are single, regardless of their age, ask themselves, am I going to be single for the rest of my life? And in the hidden, we sometimes say to ourselves, I'm not married because I'm broken. I'm not married because I'm second class. I'm not married because I got an issue with my anger. I got a problem with pornography. And what we do is we disqualify ourselves from the, even the possibility of, of meeting that special person. Or we are still in the process of trusting God enough to say, even if I'm going to be single, God can use me. I can have, I can have a good life. I can have a good life. And I believe that. I believe that. I believe that on my good days. But on my, my bad days, not necessarily so. So what I do on those bad days is I take myself back to saying, my identity is from God. My purpose is from God. My strength is from God. My coping ability is from God. And all I have to do, my part of the equation is I turn over all those fears. So if I'm, so if I feel I'm going to be alone, do I have an issue with, uh, is, is my core issue fear um, a loneliness? Is it uh, rejection? 
Uh, is it abandonment? What is it that's causing that? Anyway, I got to turn all that stuff over to him and say, I'm going to trust you, Lord. I'm going to trust you, Lord. This is how I'm feeling, but I, I believe what, what you say you are. You say that you're my God. You say, you say that you'll never leave me. You will never forsake me. So I go there. I'd, I'd like to, um, I'd like to just stop for a minute, uh, and I want to read Psalm fifty-one. It's it's in our in our workbook here. Um, I believe it is. Let's see here. Yes, it's on page ninety. So if you have your book, or if you don't have your book, that's fine. But I'm going to read it, and I'm going to read it slowly. And as I go along, sometimes I'm going to emphasize certain words more than other words. And this is an intentional thing. Because what I'm trying to do is to provide you with some gold posts. Some, some, some posts that you, can, that you can drive into your life to deal with all the, whatever your issues are. He starts off and he says, have mercy on me. Mercy. We can ask for mercy. And we need it. Oh God, according to your unfailing love, according to your great compassion, blot out my transgressions. Hmm. I carried a lot, I carried a lot of things, some bad choices, some shame, some guilt for a very, very long time. And this tells me that they can be all gone. They can be all gone. Then it goes on to say, wash away all my iniquity and cleanse me, Dale Clay, for my sins. Almost, almost sounds too good to be true, doesn't it? But that's what he that's what he promises. And then and then David goes on and he says, For I know my transgressions, and my sin is always before me. Is, is your addiction, is your brokenness always in front of you? Sometimes when I make mistakes, I am my worst critic. And this applies to me because what I do is I go on a circle like this, like a hamster wheel. And I recycle and I recycle and I recycle all the things that I don't like about myself. So I do this. So this is helpful when I see this because it says to me, this is a common problem. It's not, not just a Dale Clay problem. This is for all of us. And then, then David goes on and says, Against you, you only have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight. That's different from what we think. We sometimes think we have done evil to other people. Yet David is saying here, is really ultimately we're doing evil to the Lord. Surely I was sinful at birth. Sinful from the time my mother conceived me. 
I know that there's a part of me that was likely kind of devilish from a very early age. Sometimes when, sometimes when we were um, kids and my brother and me were having breakfast and he would, he would need to go to the washroom. So he would take off to the washroom and then I would take his bowl of cereal and um, I would hide it on him. And he would get right kicked off at me. It wasn't a very nice thing, but I just love to tease him. And I think there's a part of us that sometimes there's that, that where, where we want to do evil. You desire faithfulness. Continue on. Surely I was sinful at birth, sinful from the time my mother conceived me. Yet you desire faithfulness even in the womb. You taught me wisdom in the secret place. Cleanse me with hyssop and I will be clean. Wash me and I will be whiter than snow. My daily prayer, part of my spiritual practices every day is, I ask the Lord, I say, cleanse me from anything that I did yesterday. Anything that I know that I did, anything that I know that I don't know that I did, that where I hurt someone. And cleanse me, Lord, from when I should have done something and I didn't do it. And I find that's really helpful. Finds like I feel like the heaviness on my shoulders falls off. And I feel like I'm lighter, like 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 I've lost 20 pounds. And I can really skate a whole lot better because I've lost the 20 pounds. Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones you have crushed rejoice. Hide your sins from my, hide your face from my sins and blot out my iniquity. Create in me a pure heart, O oh God. Hmm, this pure heart thing, pornography, pure heart. Hmm, don't seem to kind of add up, do they? Hmm, so what do you do about it? Ask myself that question, I don't know how many times. I had a solution. I'll, I'll, I'll just not watch TV. I'll just not go on my internet. And while that might have been successful for a little while, the problem always came back. I didn't want the problem, but the problem came back. But then when I said to the Lord, Lord, I think it's impossible for me to, to create a pure heart in me, but you can do it. You can do it. So I'm asking, I'm giving you permission today and every day this forward for you to give me this pure heart because I want that pure heart. There's more, but I'll stop at that. And then I also want, if you don't mind, um, if I just had a short little prayer before I leave. Is that okay? Am I allowed to do that? That's okay? Okay. Uh, Heavenly Father, I am broken, I'm a sinner, and I'm often lost. I often go from, uh, I, sometimes I go from feeling too good about myself and being too puffed up to, to, to the other extreme where I see myself either as the victim or the lowest of people in the, in the, in the world. Father, I have addictions and I know, Lord, 
that I cannot have victory unless I do it with you. So I ask you, Lord, you'll give me a humble spirit today. A humble spirit that says, I can't do it. And I need my brothers uh, in this community to reach it. I can't do it. Just, just with you, Lord, I need my brothers to help me to do this. And I know, Lord, you're, you're doing that. And I thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen.